thank you so much for joining my podcast, Spazzing Out. I am Anthony Paziali. For those of you that don't know me, for many years I've been known as Spaz. People still call me Spaz. I used to be a radio personality on a radio station in Boston, Massachusetts, WAAF. And now I have my very own podcast along with a junk removal company called Take Junk as well as a franchise with We Buy Ugly Houses. But my main focus as of late has been creating content and working on my podcast because I would like to get offered $100 million someday to sit in my basement and talk on my phone like I'm talking to you guys. Wow, I just made one penny. I made one cent because you've made it this far. The commercial is at the top of my podcast, so thank you. Pat yourself on the back. You've all helped me get one cent closer to making $100 million and surpassing Joe Rogan. Here are some of the topics that we are going to talk about today. But before we get to that, please remember, you can watch me record... That's right, you can watch me record. This is kind of weird because I'm live. I'm doing a live recording of my podcast, which I do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night on TikTok at 6.30 and on Facebook at 6.30. The podcast is called Spazzing Out. So right now, if you're watching me, we're recording my podcast. Right now, if you're listening to my podcast, well, I recorded it the night before and you could be part of the discussion of the discussion if you join me when I record the podcast, which is the night before. Now, here are some of the things we are going to talk about today. DB alerts, many DB alerts. Michigan's governor's husband, douchebag, is our lieutenant governor. Polito, is she a douchebag? We 100% know that the guys that vandalized a World War I memorial in, uh, I think it was in Philadelphia, in Pittsburgh. Nope, it was in Pittsburgh. The people in Philadelphia would be pissed that I confused them with Pittsburgh. But that's three three DB alerts. Talk about Governor Baker saying that we are past the coronavirus surge here in Massachusetts. We talk about Mass because I'm from Mass, guy. I know I have a lot of fans in other states and in other countries, but what happens in Mass, we talk about it because I am from Massachusetts. Here are some other stories we may get into if we have an opportunity to. I would like the opportunity to talk about the greatest American food pairing of all time. The number one greatest food pairing, American food pairing ever. I want you to think about what your favorite American food pairing is. And I'll tell you what mine is because it's a staple and we all know that I love it. And it's phenomenal, and it's something that we all like and that we'll all eat. We'll get to that at some point. Um, I do want to find out, what is uh, what is a human capital stock? What are human capital stock? That's you and me. We're going to talk about that. Apparently, the government believes that we are human capital stock, and I don't disagree with them, and I'll tell you guys why. What is the best way? This is a little side story. I like throwing some side stories in there. Help you guys out. What is the best way, according to a new survey, to get out of a speeding ticket? What is the best way to get out of a speeding ticket? We will get to that. Another side note story. Ben and Jerry's and Nike. Ben, Jerry, and Nike are hooking up. We'll talk about that briefly. More food topics. 
Chex Mex. We need to talk about Chex Mex and how this guy tried to lift my idea of a food bracket and it was way more successful than my idea and I'm pretty pissed off about it because if anybody else had done my idea, like for example, if Portnoy, if Dave Portnoy had done the cereal, the breakfast cereal challenge, it would have been a fucking hit across the country. But because I did it, nobody, nobody participated while you guys did, but you know, that's like a hundred people participated. I, I think in total we had 250 people involved. And then this douchebag, not Portnoy, somebody else posts something on a tweet and it gets like almost a million hits. Garbage. Absolute garbage. It's always a check mech. Checks mechs. Tastes like shit. Maybe we'll get to how you should properly eat an ice cream. I don't know if we're going to have time for that because we have too many topics that we need to talk about and too many things that we have to get to. And we are limited on time on this podcast as we only have one hour to record it. Not because that's how long I want to record it, but I get my podcast recorded for free and they only give me one hour to do it. And once the time's up, it cuts off and so don't I. So yes, we're going to get to Karen Polito. 100%. She is, she is, uh, uh, DB alert. So why don't we just get right into DB alert, okay? Before we get to DB alert, DB alert means douche bag alert. Douche bag alert. There are many douchebags living among us. They're, they're, they're our neighbors. They're our wives. They're our grandparents. They are our kids. They are everybody that pulls a douchebag move. We sound off on them right here on spazzing out. And let's let, let's sound the alarm, the, the douchebag alarm, because we don't have sound effects. I'll do it for you. DB. We have a DB alert. A douchebag is in our presence. Douchebag. All right. First douchebag, possibly first douchebag of the day is our Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito. Here in Massachusetts, we are under, under strict guidelines to not be at gatherings of more than 10 people, to practice social distancing, to absolutely not be in a confined space with other people. We need to be separated and we can't do things. We need to ensure that we are not spreading the virus. No graduation parties, no graduation, no events, nothing. But yet, it appears that our lieutenant governor, who I support, and I've actually met the woman, and I think she is a nice lady and does a good job. But unfortunately, she is a douchebag because, for I'll tell you two reasons. First off, she went to a graduation party, right? She lives in Shrewsbury. Her whole family, they all live in one cul-de-sac. Her house is there. Her parents' house is there. Her brother's house is there. Now, the brother's having a graduation party for his two kids that are graduating, and she goes to the party. She participates in the party. There are photos of, of several cars out in front of her house parked in her driveway. Clearly, there's a big graduation party going on at her house and at her brother's house. And then she tries BSing today, saying, oh, it, it, it wasn't a real big party. And, you know, we, I didn't really get near people. She made all these fucking excuses. BS excuses. Now, I'm not pissed that she went to the party. I'm really not. I don't care. I don't care that our president went golfing. I don't care that you went to a party. I don't give an F that 200 and something people went to a party in the Ozarks. I don't care. Go ahead. You people want to get sick and you people want to die? Bro, have parties. I don't give a shit. If anything, I think it's fantastic that you guys can be the case studies for us. Throw parties so that we can figure out whether or not the virus spreads that crazily. 
Now, we all know that it might because there was a hairstylist out in, I think, Minnesota or somewhere. I don't know. Here, let's find out real quick. Hairstylist. Two hairstylists. Missouri, all right? Two hairstylists open up their shop, and they got 140 people sick. Uh, 140 people got sick because these two morons had the coronavirus. They didn't know. Fair enough on their part. But proves right there that the virus spreads pretty easily. And the easiest way to spread it is if you have contact with people, if you're within six feet. Now, here in Massachusetts, this is why Karen Polito's a douche. Here in Massachusetts, our governor is begging people to stay away from each other, is begging people to follow these guidelines. He's begging, please, for the love of God, don't get together. And then what? You're number two? Your lieutenant governor goes like this to all of us in Massachusetts. She puts her fingers up to us all and says, hey, I'm better than you. I'm going to have a party. My brother's having a party. I'm going to it. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm going to hang out. Lady, you're a douchebag because you have to understand that when you are the governor or the lieutenant governor or you're the fucking dog catcher, I don't care if you're a government official and the government that you're an official of is begging people not to participate in gatherings. Plus 10, you cannot participate in a fucking gathering of plus 10. Moron. Idiot. It's the stupidest thing. No one cares if you really do it. No one cares. We don't care that you went to a party. What we care about is that out of the front of your mouth, you're saying, don't go to parties. And then out of your ass, you're saying, fuck you, constituents. I'll do what I want. And then you try to buffalo us. Then you try to act like it wasn't that big of a deal. Then you try to say, oh, well, the guidelines are easing up. Then you try to say, well, some of us, then you try to say this. This is what you try to say. You say, well, we're all equal. Some of us are just more equal. That's what, that's what I hear. What I hear coming from you is that some of us are more equal than others. Some of us get to do things. Some of us get to go on TV and say, you can't do this, but I can. You look like an ass. That's why you're a douche. You're an actually really good lieutenant governor. I support the Baker Pelosi uh, administration, but on this one, you're a moron. And I hope to God the governor has the balls, but he won't. He'll stick up for her. He will. He'll try to, or he won't comment on it unless he already has. I haven't seen it. But to this point, I have not seen it. I would say the governor should come out and he should be pissed off about it. Because when you're the one begging for this, saying, let's not get together. We're going to open up slowly. And then your lieutenant governor throws a party and goes to it? Douchebag. Plain and simple. Unbelievable. Karen, I can't believe you did this. You have to be smarter than that. I, like, I don't care that you had the party. Let's be 100% clear on this. I don't care that you had the party. What I care about is perception is reality. It's, this, is a, this is like an example of, I might have told the story... On, on this program before, I don't know. But here's his here's perception and here's reality, okay? A few years ago, I, I owned a junk removal company, and at the time, I also owned dumpsters. I had 30-odd cans, okay? And at the time, the company was going well. Coronavirus hadn't fucking crushed it, so I didn't have to work in the truck like I do right now. And it was the summer, and I actually took the day off. I had the week off. It was my vacation week, but I was driving by the yard, 
and I noticed that the dumpster was overstacked. And the city doesn't like that shit. They want the dumpster covered. They don't want it overstacked. They don't want to see it. And if if it's seen, we get in trouble. So I was driving by, and I happened to be in summer clothes. I had shorts on and a t-shirt, and I had flip-flops. Now, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. I will not show up to a job site unless I'm wearing boots, work pants, and a work shirt. I will not. Because it's perception. When you show up and your workers are working, you show up looking just like them because they want to perceive in their head that you're out working too, even though you're not. Even if you're sitting on your lazy, fat fucking ass, when you show up, make it look like you're working. Maybe throw a little dirt in your face, bro. Take your shirt, drag it in the fucking street. Wear the torn ass boots, the jeans with the rip in them. You show up, you look like you were working. No one knows the wiser, no one cares. They look and they go, oh man, Anthony's working. He's just as high, he's just badass as us. So, I was just driving by and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to take care of this problem. And I went into the yard and I hopped in the dumpster and I started rearranging it in flip-flops. I went with my flip-flops, I hopped in the dumpster and I flattened it out so it wasn't over the top. No one was there, all my guys were out. Now it just so happens that literally the second I hopped out of the dumpster, a truck pulls in. Two of my crew come in, they see me walking around, they pull up. Oh, must be nice. They go, must be nice. That's what literally what they said. Oh, must be nice. Flip-flops. Nice day. And I literally, I was like, ah, fuck. I hate that shit. So anyways, I got my car, went about my day. And then I got a phone call a little bit later in the day from one of the guys saying, hey, man, you have no idea how bullshit the crew was that they saw you down at the yard in street clothes. And I knew it. I knew it immediately because perception is reality. Because, oh, I got to force them to work a long-ass day and then I get to fight around the yard on my flip-flops like ho-hum while I collect money off of their hard-earned shit. It's garbage. So I don't do that stuff. Perception is reality. I show up to the job, always work boots, work jeans, and a work shirt. I play the part. Karen Polito, Lieutenant Governor, you have to play the part. Perception is reality. If the state is saying you can't have gatherings, you can't have gatherings. Simple. That's why you're a douchebag here. And you know it. And I'm telling you that the phone conversation that happened behind the scenes, Charlie Baker picks up the phone and says, what the fuck? Really, Karen? This is exactly like he's talking to his wife. Karen, really? Really? You're going to throw a party and then you're going to get caught going to a party while we're trying to tell people not to do it? What the fuck? That's how that phone conversation went. I guarantee it. 150% guarantee it. Even if Polito goes on TV, talks about how she's sorry, talks about that that phone call never happened, it definitely happened. 100% he called was like, what the fuck? Moving on from that. One douchebag gone, one douchebag done. I think Polito will come back from this. No big deal. Graduation party, but it's the perception that pisses people off. It makes everybody who's losing their business pissed that they can't go open their business, that they can't go and make revenue, that they shut their place down, but you can have a party and you can get together with other people. You're supposed to be suffering with us. And if you're not suffering with us, you have to show like you are, pretend like you are. If I don't have any eggs, you don't have any eggs. If I got no milk, you don't have milk. If I need jelly, you fucking need jelly. Idiot. It's like the American people, we're, we're simple. We, just be like us. Be like us. What I need, you should need. And if you don't need it, pretend like you need it. 
put the perception out there like you give a fuck. That's why Scott Brown, many years ago, you guys remember Scott Brown when he beat Martha Coakley for, for, for Senate? Martha Coakley should have beat him in a fucking landslide. But Martha Coakley wouldn't go out in the rain to shake hands with people. And it went like wildfire where Scott Brown would, he drives a truck, he wears work boots, jeans, and a Carhartt jacket. He's just like every other guy from Boston. And she got slaughtered. Perception, perception, perception. The people think the sky is red. So fucking show it. Be like, yeah, yeah, the sky's red. You moron. All right. Moving on to the next douchebag. Because I I can't. We're we're just going to stick right in line. You know what? Here. Side note story. So we can breathe. Maybe we should. Let's relax here for a little bit. Let's not. Let me. uh, Ooh, it's getting hot in here, bro. Hot. Hot. Let's take a quick breather. All right. Let's. Let's. Here. Some good news. The NHL is going to have the Stanley Cup Finals. In about a month, 24 teams are going to participate in the playoffs. They're going to do a round-robin first round. The teams that are ahead of the divisions, I think the first four teams, top teams are already in the playoffs. They're going to let other teams participate. And there's going to be two hub cities where all the playoff games are going to happen. So they are nice. Some good news. We'll have the NHL. Some of you guys don't like hockey. That's okay. You don't have to like hockey. NBA is coming back to you. You might not like the NBA. I would say Major League Baseball is something we should talk about, but we all know I don't care about Major League Baseball. I wish it would die with the coronavirus and everybody that died with it. All right, there. See, we cleared the air. Whew. The air is clear. Let's get uh, to another uh, douchebag, douchebaggery alert. Another quick one, and then we'll we'll chill, and then we'll come back. So, I, you guys make me do the siren again? Do I really have to do the siren again? Or can we just be... I gotta do it? Really? Ah. There's a douchebag in the news. You are a douche. DB alert is when we have spotted someone that is a douchebag and we out them. We out them on this program, and we let everybody know that they're a douchebag and why they're a douchebag. This instant, it is the Michigan governor's husband. So the governor of Michigan, a woman, um, her uh, uh, Gretchen, uh, man, Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer, okay? So she's the governor, and her husband wanted to go boating this weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend, and I, I'm assuming that up in Michigan, boating is pretty cool. Probably not the best thing for for the husband of the governor to be doing, especially since uh, the flooding and all that stuff that's going on in Michigan. But that that aside, we'll move on from that because that's not my issue. A guy calls uh, the the guy calls up the boat place and says, "Hey, I really want to get my boat on the water this weekend." Then the boat. People, the, the marina people say, unfortunately, we have been shut down for months and months and months and we can't get anybody's boat on. We don't have the staff. We've just been shut down. So then, then this douchebag, the governor's husband says, well, my wife is the governor. The guy calls it out. He throws out the ultimate card. The dude takes the card out of his back pocket and says, yeah, but my wife is the governor. 
The guy pulls out the my wife is a governor card. First off, bro, let's just talk about how ballless that is. Not that you threw out the fact that your wife is the governor. The fact that you're not the governor. The fight, the fact that your wife already has your balls in her purse. Because she's the governor. And you're not. Think about that, bro. You're already emasculated. You're already down on your hands and knees. Your wife runs your show. Your wife is the boss. You're just a bitch in her world up in Michigan. She's the big dog. Bro, you're the first dude. Think about that. You're the first dude. I'm the first dude of Michigan. Bud, I bet you all your homies back in Detroit or wherever the hell you're from do nothing but rip your ass because your wife runs your show. Plain and simple. And then, then you got to get down and you got to grovel and you need to pull out the card and be like, oh, my, uh, my wife's the governor. You think, does that matter? That's what he said. His word for word was, my wife is the governor. Does that help me get my boat on the water? And you know what they say? No. No, no, it doesn't. We're backed up. We apologize. Then, then the marina people, I love this shit. The marina people post it on fucking Facebook. They say, hey, the governor's husband thinks that he can hop in front of you, thinks that he can get his boat out before you can because his wife is the governor. So now the governor's got to go on TV, bro. And you know. You know that she had the side conversation, just like Charlie Baker calling up Karen Polito and bitching her out. Wife had that side combo, was like, I don't even know what the guy's name is. Let's just say it's Dan. She's like, Dan, how dare you? How could you ever use my fucking name? Oh, bro, the behind the scene beef at that house. If you think your wife gives you shit, imagine if your wife is the governor. So you're a bitch already because your wife is the governor and you're not. Then you try to use your wife's name. You try to use her name to get your boat out, and then it goes public, and then your wife has to go on TV, national TV, mind you, and be like, yeah, it was a joke. She said it was a joke. She said that he was trying to be funny, that he thought he could get the boat out, and he just kind of threw it out there in a joking way. Lady, my ass. The guy 150% threw your name out there because he thought he was going to get special treatment, because he thought he was going to get the boat. But the only thing I would have did is I would have been like, oh, oh, your wife's the governor? I would have laughed. I'd be like, wait, 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 wait. You, I, I call all the guys. I'd be like, hey, guys, 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 come here. You guys got to hear this. Say, say it again, bro. Say it again. Go ahead. Come on. Go, no, 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 no. Shh, say it again. Guys, you guys got to hear this. You guys got to hear. I, 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 got, I got this guy on the phone. He wants his boat out. Wait till you guys hear what he has to say. Go ahead, bro. Does it matter if... Uh, 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 if I, if I if my balls got cut off and my wife is a governor and I'm not, <laughs> they'd all laugh at him. <laughs> bro, bro, you get no boat and you're a bitch. <laughs> you waste the governor and you're not. God, I can't imagine what it must be like to live in a house when you're a man and your wife is better than you. I can't. I can't imagine. I can't even live it. I couldn't even think of it. Where if I came home and I wasn't the top dog and I had to squirm and I came through like the back door and I have to squirm. Well, there's my governor wife. I come home and there's the governor. And she's your fucking wife, bro. Nariam, my son's over here laughing. But I'm going I'm to kick your ass. I'm doing the podcast. Disappear. Jesus. It's so funny though. It's not, yeah, great. I'm glad you think it's funny. So... You get all... It's okay that you laugh, buddy. I wasn't trying to be a dick. Sorry. All right. So think about that, okay? Then the guy... Then they try to play it off. Here's what's what's better. 
Um, can we get Joe Rogan? I don't know what the fuck that what the fuck that means, bro. Bro, listen, uh, Joe Rogan at home. I don't know. I could kill us. Um, so here's the next step, right? The guy reaches out. Then his wife finds out about it. Then his wife has to go on TV. Literally, she goes on TV and she says that it was just humor and he was trying to be funny. Can you imagine the conversation at home? Could you imagine that dinner? Do you guys ever have dinner with your wife and she's just really fucking pissed off at you? And that you knew you did something wrong and it is just dead silence in there? Silence, bro. You can't, you can hear a pin drop. And then, and then you, the culprit, the idiot, you, the one who made the mistake, you dare ask, can you pass the bread? She's like, can you pass the bread? And the boo, the wife's like, you want the fucking bread? Huh? You want the bread? Oh, what? You think you can get the bread because you're the governor's wife? Is that what you think? You think I'm going to pass you the bread? No. Can I have the bread? I'm the governor's husband. Can you please pass the fork? I'm the governor's husband. Can you please do the dishes? I'm the governor's husband. Bro, you know. You know she went off the deep end on his ass. Again, people, understand this. This is the same thing with Karen Polito. Understand that when you are in a position of power, if you are the governor or the lieutenant governor, if you happen to be a meager ass bitch because your ma- your wife is superior than you and is the governor and you're just some dude along for the ride, you have to play the part and trying to use your wife's name to get out of something first off is a bitch ass move. You're a bitch. Never use your wife's name to try to get out of something, bro. You're just a straight bitch. I would call you a bitch. I would say, really? You're a fucking bitch. Just like that, bro. Bitch. Bitch. Use your own name. You could use your own name. I, I, shit. I'd try to do it. I'd be like, well, you remember me from WAF? I'd fucking try. Shit, if a cop knew me uh, or if a place knew me I'd, I, and they called me out, like, they're like, oh, you spaz? I'd be like, yeah, yep, fuck. Yeah, yes, I am. But I would never be like, oh, yeah, my wife cuts hair at Floyd's. You think I can get a freebie here? Man. All right. Whew. How are we doing on time? We're getting real fired up here, man. People, just not smart people. I just think it's funny that they they said no and he didn't get his boat. So, what what an idiot. All right, we already covered. um, All right, we do have one more DB to get to. But I want to hold that for a little bit because that's another... Uh, heated conversation to to get into and just something that's just real despicable and needs to be just discussed and we don't have to go deep into it because there's only one way to really go about it, man. It's just, it's straight garbage. I would like to, uh, here, why don't we just talk food real quick, okay? I posted a picture of um, some peanut butter and some jelly, but it, it's preserves. It's, it's strawberry preger- preserves, but commonly known here as jelly in Massachusetts. I don't know what you would call it any anything else, okay? I believe that peanut butter and jelly is by far the greatest food pairing, American food pairing of all time. I'd like to know what you guys think is the greatest pairings. What are your favorite food pairings? They have to be American. I, I mean, I guess they don't have to be American because everything is American by now, whether it's, you know, a French fry and ketchup, I, I don't know if French fries are actually French fries because they're from fucking France. So I don't know. Um, what do you think are the best food pairings? 
staples, though. I mean, you can't just... Don't throw out something that you would eat, like, once in a while. I, I don't want to hear some crappy-ass pairing that's something you eat once in a while. I want something that you would eat every single day. Peanut butter and jelly, I would eat every single day. And I, and I don't want to hear any shit about fucking grape jelly because it tastes like ass. The only thing good that grapes are good in is wine, vodka, and eating a grape straight up. Grape jelly sucks balls. If you like it, fine. It, it can be under the category of peanut butter and jelly. And we don't have to get deep into whether you want nut, peanut butter, or creamy peanut butter. Just the pairing. Peanut butter and jelly, I believe, is the best American pairing. On from there, cheese and bread. A cheese sandwich. Cheese and bread. It's pretty fucking simple, man. It's a pretty damn good pairing. Cheese and bread. Phenomenal. I can't think of anything better than a delicious American cheese sandwich. Take two slices of white Wonder Bread, slap a piece of cheese, maybe a big hunk of hunker in there. Boom. Eat that thing right up. So whatever you guys think, I'll go back through the comments and try to figure this out. Oh, hey, my man Frank just popped up on here, guys. Little side note. This banner was made by my uh, my buddy. Um, oh, my God. Brad. So, Brad, if you're on the feed... Will you respond to Frank? Frank's looking for a, a, a banner. And I don't know where you got this banner. Uh, Frank, we'll try to figure that out. Look, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese sandwich is phenomenal. But I, that's a little that's that's a little far. Okay? It, it's one level too far. Mac and cheese, macaroni and cheese, one of the best pairings of all time. It doesn't get any better than putting cheese on top of macaroni. Especially the dust, especially powdered cheese with a little bit of water because you can't afford the milk or the butter. Delicious. So you guys think about what those foods are. I'll go back through the comments. I'm going to try to figure out something to do with that. I don't know if I want to do another bracket because we just did one and I'm pissed off about the bracket because it went over pretty good in my opinion. But if anybody else had done it, if Joe Rogan did the bracket, Millions of people would have participated. If Dave Portnoy did the bracket, millions of people would have participated. If Barack Obama did the bracket, a million people would have... Uh, millions. Anybody. And for some reason, uh, my bracket's getting dusted, which leads me to another story. Because some douchebag... Here, we gotta find this. Some guy posts on Twitter. Some lady posts this crap on Twitter. Okay? She, she, she just randomly posts it on Twitter uh, with a photo. It says... What is the best Chex-Mex piece? What is the best uh, Chex-Mex piece? And then she posted a photo. Here's the photo. This, the photo has mini breadstick in it, rye chip, square pretzel, corn check, wheat check, circle pretzel. And then it goes viral. Everybody's weighing in on it. Everybody's got to comment on what the best piece is. But nobody, no one found it. Uh, worthy or viral worthy for the breakfast cereal championship to take it to the next level to go viral. Nope. None of us. Well, my listeners did. We liked it, but it didn't take the next step. It didn't take the next level. And this lady here, uh, we don't even have Nurham. It sounds, sounds like my son's name. <laughs> but I heard that. Uh, he's loud. He's mad. So the, the story is the lady posts a picture of the one, two, three, four of the six things you get in Chex Mex. And what is your favorite piece? So apparently America likes the rye chip better than anything else. I, I call garbage. I, I, I think the corn, 
the corn check or the wheat check or the pretzel circle would, would clearly top them. I'm not a huge uh, Chex Mex person. I don't really eat it. If it's all that I have left, I would eat it, but I wouldn't even buy it. If it happened to be given to me, it would sit in my cupboard uh, uh, until it was time for me to eat it, meaning there was no other food left on the planet. Then I would eat this crappy ass fucking mix. Now I do like uh, Chex cereal. I'll eat that. That's not a bad cereal. It's no Captain Crunch. It sure as hell isn't a Lucky Charms. It's no Frosted Flakes, but in a pinch, I'll take the corn checks. Not that bad. They don't really get that soggy. So check that thing out. Oh, someone said steak and cheese, man. Steak and cheese. There's a theme here. Cheese and just about everything is good. Cheese and bread. Cheese and steak. Pizza. Cheese on eggs. Bro, we already covered pizza. My son threw out pizza. Ah, please. My son's favorite pizza? Cheese, brah, from Domino's. That's his. So cheese is right up there with peanut butter. Peanut butter being one of the staples in American cuisine. Cheese, another staple in American cuisine. Peanut butter almost goes well with anything. Cheese most certainly almost goes well with anything. What are these great pairings? I'll give you another great pairing. I, I love it, man. I, I Eggs and mayonnaise. Egg salad, I you can't fuck with egg salad, bro. Egg salad is bomb. There is nothing more American than egg salad. I'm telling you, bro, mac and cheese, egg salad, peanut butter and jelly, cheese sandwich. Woo, we're having a party. Man, fuck the social distancing. I love egg salad, bro. Nothing in it either, man. Don't add any extra to my fucking cheese, to my egg salad. I can't stand people that put celery or onions or anything else in egg salad but mayonnaise and eggs. That's all that belongs in egg salad. If you are putting anything else in egg salad besides eggs and mayonnaise, you're a douchebag. Plain and simple. Keep your celery, keep your fucking potatoes, and keep your damn uh, uh, onions out of my egg salad, 100%. An egg salad must, must be eaten out of the fridge. It needs to be cold. It must be refrigerated before you eat it. Do not get lazy and eat it warm, you fucking dickhead. Make the eggs, boil them, cut them up, mix them up with mass amounts of mayonnaise, put them in the fridge so that they can almost gel, just like jello or just like pudding, then go back and eat it when it's cold and put it on two delicious white pieces of bread, Americana with a bag of chips on the side. F fucking plain chips, bro. Don't be trying to add anything other than straight up plain potato chips. Egg salad sandwich, potato chips, bomb. All right, I'll look back in the comments after the program and we'll try to figure out what the greatest American pairing is. Things, you know, like hot dogs and, um, you know, I mean, a fuck hot dog in a bun. <laughs> a bomb, bro. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, right? doesn't get any better. All right, I just got a warning on TikTok for using my F-bombs. They were going to bump me off. Oh, bro. I, I, listen. We can't move on because someone just said put bake, bacon on, on an egg salad is awesome. I, bud, I love bacon and bacon is good with everything. 
But a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, fine. Not on my egg salad, man. My egg salad needs to be eaten plain. Egg salad on a piece of bread. Nothing added. No lettuce. No um, uh, uh, celery. No onions. No nothing. I do love bacon. I really do. But I keep my bacon off of my peanut butter. And I keep my bacon off of um, my egg salad. I'll eat it with an egg and cheese. I don't even like bacon with my cheese sandwich because I just like that straight up hunk of cheese in between some bread. It's bomb. You know, if I was going to get daring, if I was really going to get crazy, I'd put a pickle in the sandwich. I'd go, you know, bread, cheese, and a pickle, but that's about it. I mean, that would be really... My pickles are good, man. Mm. Dill? Dill pickles? The best. Yep. You know, you hear that? My son back there, dill pickles. Bomb. All right. Well, another quick side note is um, I want to congratulate my brother Mike. He had his third baby today. So Mike uh, and his and his wife, congratulations! They brought their third daughter into the world. I think it's hilarious uh, that my brother Mike has all daughters, and I am the only one in the family that has a son. I think it's great so that we can ensure that the Paziali name continues on through my son and the rest of my bit and the rest of my bitch ass brothers will kill the family because none of them have boys <laughs> like me. So the king still lives with me, and the name will go on thanks to me. But congratulations, Mike. So let's get to this last douchebag alert. Um, or should we do a couple of other... I mean, do you guys really care about this other shit? I don't really care about this other stuff. All right, let's douchebag it up one more time. I'll do the alarm one more time. We're going to get into this one. DB alert! Douchebag! We have a douche! In the news. DB alert. This is the third one of the day. Douchebag alert. It is a segment where we point out the douchebags that live among us. People that are douchebags are people that put celery, lettuce, onions, or potatoes, or bacon in their egg salad. Douchebag. People that eat their egg salad that's not refrigerated. They get lazy and they eat it right off the stove douchebag. These are the kinds of people that we're talking about and we're doing a good job at pointing them out to identify them to the American public as un-American and they're straight up terrorists. If you put anything in your egg salad other than mayonnaise and eggs, terrorist. But that's not the story we're going to talk about. A war, a World War One memorial in Pittsburgh was vandalized this weekend. It was vandalized Sunday night going into Memorial Day. They find they found the um hold on, TikTok's getting messed up. They found the memorial Monday morning covered in red paint and what looked like to be circles with the hammer in it, almost like uh, uh the, the, the Chinese symbol or even the Russian symbol or something like that. All in red. These people are the worst of the worst. Scumbags. I, I can't, for the life of me, understand how anybody, whether you like this country or not, or, or whether you're unhappy with the government or not, or you don't like the state of affairs here, I can't, for the life of me, understand how you could ever deface a memorial that honors fallen soldiers that fought 
for your freedom, that fought for the American dream, that fought to break us away from England so that we could become the greatest republic of all time, that fought so that you could have the freedoms to bitch to the government to change things. They fought so that you could have the right to bear arms in the event that the government became oppressive so that you could stick up for yourself. They fought for everything we hold dear, right to fucking egg salad as I hold it dear, right to cheese pizza. These guys gave up their lives so that I could do this podcast, so that you could watch the NHL, the NFL, the NBA, so that you could bitch about whatever you want and have the right to do it without getting in trouble. So I can't see or even fathom how you might have a grievance with the government and you think the proper thing to do is to deface a memorial like that. I don't understand the people who burn the flag. I don't understand the people who vandalize things like memorials for soldiers that have died in in service of this country. You might not like the politics, but you must still somehow respect the men and women that fight for us. And if you don't, and if you're not that, if you're so unhappy and you can't stand our soldiers and you don't like our government and you're not happy with the state of affairs here, please kindly pack your bags and get the hell out. Pack them and go. We will pay for it. We will happily pay for a one-way flight to communist China. We will happily send you to Russia on a flight to Russia where you can spend the rest of your days where if you deface a memorial of their leader, if you deface something in Russia or in China, you get killed. There is no trial. There is no let's find the vandal and figure out what happened. There is no understanding to try to say, oh, you know, maybe the guy has a mental disability or maybe the the people are just disgruntled and they're upset with the government and and then a lawyer fights for them to show leniency. In In those countries, that doesn't happen. In those countries, they find you and they fucking kill you and they get rid of you. They blow you off of the earth. There is no justice in countries like that. They're run by dictators. We are a republic where the people rule. Where the people elect officials to run the government for us. And if we are not happy with these officials, we have elections to remove them. And that's what we do. We gripe. We say, I don't like this. This is why I don't like it. I'm not happy with Nancy. uh, No, I was going to say Nancy Pelosi. I'm not happy with Karen Polito because Karen Polito had a party at her house. So the next voting cycle, I will not vote for Karen Polito and Charlie Baker. That's what you do. What you don't do is go down to a cemetery, knock over a couple of graves or paint the fucking memorial red with SWAT stickers or whatever the hell the things are to disface a memorial for soldiers Protest in this country is fine. It is. Protest all you want. Bitch. That's what's great about this country. Peacefully gather and bitch about the grievances that you have. Please do. But it makes no sense to me why you would burn a flag, knock over gravestones, or vandalize, spray paint a memorial. None. Whatsoever. These people are the worst of the worst, and they're scumbags, and something needs to be done with them. I hope that when they get found, 
that there is no understanding, that they do get a fair trial like everybody does, and I hope they get no leniency, and I hope that they do go to jail for it so that they can understand. You know what they should do? Is they should have to go to a war prison. That's what I want. I want them to go to a war prison because guys like John McCain, who had his fucking fingernails ripped off while he was in a war prison for our freedom, fighting for us, dudes like that, dudes that gave their lives in honor of our country, I'd like to see these people have to go through that. I'd like to see why you should get waterboarded. That's what I want. I want you to be captured and you to be waterboarded by a bunch of Green Berets. Now, we don't have to get so damn dramatic about it, but it just it absolutely pisses me off. There's a couple things in this country that should be sacred. It should be sacred. You shouldn't be able to burn a flag. You shouldn't be allowed to deface memorials or knock over stones gravestones, especially those of fallen soldiers. It shouldn't be allowed. But that's what's how great this country is. In this country, you can get away with burning a flag. They'll let you do it in protest. That's because we have a great country. Even though I don't agree with it, if I see you doing it, I'll smash your face in. Bro, if I see you fucking burning a flag and it's not a burial ceremony, because that's how you, you, you when, when a flag is uh, ready to get put to rest as a burial ceremony, and in the ceremony, you... you you properly burn the flag and you, you case it and you bury it. There is a ceremony for that. Check it out. But if you're just on the street and you're pissing on a flag or you're stomping on a flag or you're burning one out, I'm going to take that flag, bro, and I'm going to fucking choke you out with it. I'm going to shove it down your fucking throat so you can't breathe. And I'm gonna th- while I'm doing it, I'm going to think about all the, the Americans that gave their lives so that we could do whatever we want to do. So that we could go to the Ozarks and party with 200 plus and, and spread the coronavirus. So that I could have a graduation party and the fucking lieutenant governor of Massachusetts can show up and party and rub it in our face. So that I can make, uh, you know, what the hell is that damn ice cream? Jen and Berry, Jen and ben, Benny, what the fuck's his name? Ben and Jerry, yes. Sneakers with Nike. Think about that stuff. How do you not think about it? How do you not just stop for one second and just say, wait a second, guys. I don't think we should deface this. This statue was erected in honor of World War I. Guys that died. These dudes fought in the trenches to ensure that we, that we didn't get taken over. To ensure that America got to last another hundred years. These dudes gave their lives. You don't stop for a fucking second and just say... You know what? Why don't we go? We, we got a protest. We got a beef. Let's go do it another way. Do it a creative way. Think of something creative. That's what bothers me with these protesters. Come up with something good. Something creative. Defesting a fucking memorial is not creative whatsoever. Honestly, it's, it's, it's a, you're a coward. You're a coward. You're, you're a coward. If you had protest and you had a beef, you're a coward because you would have done it in plain, is that what they say, plain daylight? You would have done it in plain daylight or, or in daylight. You would have done it in front of everybody. You would have called up the police and you would have said, hey, I'm spray painting this memorial right now because I'm not happy with the government. And you would have let everybody know that you were doing it. But instead, you snuck out there at three in the morning under the cover of the clouds and under the cover of the sky, hiding, probably wearing hoodies and masks over your face so that no one would know who you are because you're a coward. Because you don't have the balls to stand up for what you want. You'd rather just spray paint it and let people talk about it on the news. Instead, you can't just get out there and do it. That's one of those things, you know, Colin Kaepernick. I, 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 I don't want to get into the whole conversation about Colin Kaepernick. 
and the things that I agree and disagree with, all I can tell you is this. At the beginning, not now, when it first happened and he came out and he got down on one knee and lost his job, I stuck up for him and I said, now that is a man of principle that knew he was going to lose his job by protesting. He put his protest ahead of his career. Then he went soft and sounded like a bitch and tried getting, tried saying that it was all because he was black. But it wasn't. It was because he was protesting our country. That's what happens in this country. That's what's great about this country. When you protest the country, great American, when you don't want to stand for the national anthem, you don't get a job, bro. You can't work for Take Junk if you don't stand for the national anthem. There, I just said it. Don't come and work for me if you're not going to stand at attention when the flag is out. Don't come and work for me if you think you're going to vandalize uh, tombstones and, and memorials. Don't come work for me if you think you're going to burn a flag. Because if I catch you doing it, you fight on the spot, and I will take it all the way to the Supreme Court. I do not care. You could sue me for every last dime I have because I will die one goddamn proud American that I made sure that your un-American ass couldn't work for me. Nothing to do with race and all to do with disrespecting the American flag, the American people, our anthem, and our way of life. Plain and simple on that. Plain and simple. People who get caught defacing the flag, I'm... Nothing gets you more fired up than that kind of stuff. And everybody deserves a free trial, so I'm happy to have them get a trial if they get caught. And I hope to God they get caught. But their penance should be major. Their penance should be something along the lines of suffering the way somebody else's kid suffered to defend this country. Think about that. Think about that for a second. That memorial represented men that died in the line of duty for us. And then some punk ass kids, some cowards in the middle of the night that didn't even have the balls to show themselves went out and defaced the memorial. I can't stand for it and I will not stand for it. And no American should ever. This is a great country with great freedoms and opportunity for all of us. Every single one of us. And the least we can do if we do not like the way the government is, is respect. Respect the flag, respect the anthem, and most certainly respect the armed services for fighting for us, for doing the shit that we won't do. Especially us that didn't join the military. Especially us that didn't want to put our nuts on the line and let somebody else's kid do it for us. Such a good country, such a great country, and we're so lucky to be here. All right. Maybe we should move on and, and get to some, some better, some lighter news. Some, I mean, I, should we talk about Joe Biden, bro? Should we talk about you ain't black? My God. That's like, maybe, yeah, all right. So here's a, here's a list of the best ways to get off of a speeding ticket. Um, I sent out a tweet earlier today about Joe Biden. I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like that's like one of the things Joe Biden would say to a police officer. If Biden got pulled over and... and Biden just looks at the guy and says, hey, I ain't black. He's <laughs> trying to get out of a ticket. Can I even make jokes like that or would people get pissed? Do you guys see the what I'm trying to do here? That Biden's a... All right, maybe I shouldn't go into those type of topics. People sound like they're going to get offended because you guys can't get jokes. Um, all right, so here are the five best ways to get out of a speeding ticket. We'll, we'll a little lighter topic here, okay? Um, according to a new survey done with police, done answered by police officers... Here are the five number one reasons why they will let somebody go. Number five, someone says, I didn't see the sign. 
meaning they didn't see how, uh, the speed limit. 17% of the time, a cop will let you go. Number four, I really have to use the bathroom. I'm just trying to get home to pee. 20% of the time, they'll let you go on that. Number three, there's a medical emergency. You're heading to the hospital for your, you know, your wife's having a kid, someone died, something like that. They're going to let you go. They might even, it says here, they might even follow you to the hospital. Number two, I'm late for work. The reason a lot of cops let you go on this is because they relate to it. It says it right here, part of the survey. They relate to it. The number one reason they will let people go is if you answer with the, I didn't realize I was speeding officer. And 40% of the time they will let you go on that. Now there is one other uh, thing that's higher than all of them, but it's kind of in a, they asked the question in a subcontext. Um, <clears throat> apparently if you are just honest, with the police officer and you ask, ask, you have to ask for a warning. Almost 50% of the time they will just give you a warning because you were honest with them and you asked nicely uh, for a warning. Now, we all know if you're a man, 100% of the time, if you pull over a smoke and she's really pretty, you're letting her go. But you also know 100% of the time, if you pull over a fat fucking chick, she's getting a ticket, hands down. You're going to fucking see her. You'll be like, yeah, fuck that. That violation on my fucking eyes. Ticket. Done. Plain and simple. If you're a guy, if you're a guy cop and you roll up on a dude, dude's getting a ticket. 100%. Guy cop's always dropping a ticket on another dude. It's happening. Period. Unless, of course, you happen to be someone they know. You roll up and it's like, you know, Wuburn High star quarterback and he's 18 years old blowing down Main Street. You pull him over. You say, hey, Johnny, there's no fucking speeding on this road. Beat it. Right? You know, or of course, if, wait, wait, of course, if you get pulled over in Michigan, you could always say that your wife is the governor and then the cop could have a good laugh at you and be like, ah, oh, bitch, bro, your wife is better than you. She's the governor. She's got your balls in a purse, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the ways you can get out of a speeding ticket. Uh, we briefly discussed Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's is coming out with a new sneaker with Nike. Um, I never really got into the Ben and Jerry's thing. I'm I'm a plain and simple person. I like vanilla ice cream. I like chocolate ice cream. Now, I can vary a little bit because I really love pistachio ice cream. I don't know what you guys like for ice cream, but all the mixed flavors, balls deep and stuff like that. Give me chocolate. I'll take chocolate any day of the week. Chocolate, chocolate ice cream, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, macaroni and cheese, egg salad, cheese sandwich. Daddy's happy dying of a heart attack when he's 58. Uh, they're going to be called uh, the Chunky Donkey. Check them out. There's uh, Chunky Donkey. And apparently, good luck trying to get a pair because they're already all sold out. And they're selling on eBay now for $1,300 a piece. It's ridiculous. Speaking of ice cream, how much time we got? We're about to run out of time. Hold on, everybody. All right, we got a little bit of time. Speaking of ice cream, um, uh, there was a scientist to have figured out the proper way and the most effective way to eat ice cream. And I couldn't agree with them more. I melt my ice cream every time I take it out of the freezer. I put it into the microwave or I let it sit out for at least 15 minutes because I like my ice cream not to be soft served, but just to be softer. I like hard ice cream, but a little melted so you can kind of, it's pliable and you can eat it and you can scoop it and it's not tough. Now, apparently... Scientists agree that the best way to eat ice cream is to let it defrost for 15 minutes 
when it is too cold, the aroma, because it's solid, the aroma of the chocolate or the vanilla doesn't come out of the ice cream until it starts melting. And the aroma helps with taste. Next thing is, only a half teaspoon per bite is ideal. So you take this one. That ain't going to work for me, bro. I'm like ah, trying to jam that thing down my throat. But they say take a half a spoon of ice cream. And then the next thing you do with it is you put the spoon in upside down so that the spoon is not hitting your tongue. So that the ice cream is hitting your tongue. The next thing they say to do while you're doing that is to... This, one, this one's crazy because I could never do this. Is to roll the ice cream around your mouth for 12 seconds. Bro... I can't even keep mouthwash in my mouth for fucking 12 seconds. So I don't think I'm going to be keeping ice cream in my mouth. We want to roll it around so you can get it all around your, your, your taste buds. The next thing they say to do is to breathe heavily. Have you ever seen anybody eat ice cream? 90% of the people who eat ice cream are fat fucks. And they all breathe heavily. They're, oh, I'm going to get some more ice cream. Oh, 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 oh. Fucking dude, anybody who's eating ice cream is breathing heavy because they're dying of a heart attack. Um, and then the last step there is to repeat. Repeat. That's how you eat ice cream. That's not how I eat ice cream. I melt it and I'm like, spoon, 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 spoon. I can hardly taste the ice cream, bro. I slam that shit down. Speaking of that, I'm probably going to go get ice cream. What time is it? All right, we're gonna. right, I'm going to go to Cal's Cream because Cal's Cream is open. Problem that I have with Kel's Cream, it's on Revere Beach. The one thing I don't like about it is the ice cream actually melts too fast. I like melted ice cream. I already said that. But Kel's Cream's ice cream, dude, it's like it's on fire. The shit gets all over the place. What else do we got before we end this thing? I want to make sure we got to every single thing. Oh, man. I guess we'll have to talk about it tomorrow because we don't have much time. But one of the government officials, one of the Trump administration guys was on TV. And this knob called us um, human capital stock. He said we're human capital stock. And I couldn't agree with the guy more. At least he was honest with us. Because that's all we are to the government. We're, we're just revenue to them. Each and every one of us is a cow who works and provides milk. Milk being our tax money. Every single one of us is a piece of stock. Livestock to the government. I don't have a problem with it, man. Because you could be whatever you want to be here in the United States. You could work your ass off. And you could, just, you could become a prize winning fucking cow. You could win the blue ribbon. You could win the blue ribbon. But you're still... You're still going to get milked. Now, well, you know you know what? Sometimes when you win the blue ribbon, you don't have to pay. Meaning you get to be the Jeff Borzo, Bezo, and you don't pay the, pay the taxes and you get to be the billionaire. So if you work your ass off, you can work your way out of being livestock. But we're all livestock. Let's not be confused about that. Every single one of us. I just think it's great that someone in the government fucking acknowledged it and came out and called us human capital stock. Because that's what we are. We are human capital stock. We are nothing more than cows and bulls and horses and pigs that work for the government. Simple. Plain and simple. No problem with that. We need roads. We need highways. Same thing. Police. The army. I'm okay with that kind of stuff. You got to pay taxes. Just how it is. You can't live in a tax-free society and expect to have the protections that we have. So some things you got to pay for. But if you think that you're anything more... Than a cow in the pasture eating grass to produce milk, you're fucked. All right. I think that does it. Let me see. Thank you so much, uh, guys, for joining and listening to Spazzing Out. I really appreciate it. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night at 6.30. I record the podcast live on TikTok. 
and on Facebook. And then I post it the next morning at five in the morning and you can get it on all your podcast destinations, whatever you got platforms, you can get it. Or you can go to my website, anthonypaziali.com and you can just click on the link and it'll have all of the places where you can get my podcast. Let me end the podcast and I will say goodbye to my other guys. All right. Thanks, podcast peeps. You guys have a good one.